Okay, everybody, we are back with episode 50, the big 5-0 of the 580 show. Thank you guys for joining us again. Just wanted to hop on. We had a great interview with Cody Abel this week. He is uh, a top lightweight strongman competitor, uh, came in second place at nationals this year. Great guy, friendly, just wants to grow the sport. So we had a great sit down with him. Before we get into that interview, I just wanted to share with you guys, yesterday we announced our first ever merch drop. Dante, can you see the site? Frawley, can you see the site? Yeah, everything looks good. So we're kind of changing up the way we're doing merch moving forward. If you go to 580barbo.com, you can browse the site. If you hit gear, this is our walk the walk drop. It's our winner drop. Um, we're not going to have 580 barbell gear available again until the spring. Um, so kind of gives a little bit of an explanation of walk the walk, why we say it at the gym, um, how it came about. Actually, when I reference in here, a member uh, said it one time, that was Frawley that said it, I think was the first one. Um, so you can come on here. We have till December 11th. These three items will be on the site and you can order them as much as you want. One item, three items, 10 items, whatever you want until December 11th. Once December 11th hits, they're gone. So all you have to do is just go ahead and click shows our nice design right there. Walk the walk with the yoke is the H you just select your size, add it to your cart and they will all be shipped out the week of uh, after December 11th. So uh, hopefully, you know, as long as like logistics and everything's okay, uh, they should all be at your house before Christmas, but allow for shipping until at December 11th you know, after, because we're going to ship them all at once. Um, so you can just see our cool designs. We got the 580 beanie as well, right there with the 580 diamond and the signature t-shirt. So like I said, we won't have any merch available till spring, 2022, probably February ish leading into spring. Um, so we've got these three items. So if you want to represent 580 barbell, um, you want to grab some merch, go ahead and grab the walk, the walk line. Guys got anything to say about that? What do you guys think about the design? I like the, like the H H makes it stand out a little more from other things that I've seen. I should say too, the 580 diamonds on the sleeve of the crew neck and of the t-shirt, just give it that little official stamp. I love that. It makes it appeal more like to specifically strong man than just 580 barbell. So yeah that add a twist to it that and it's a yoke walk and you're walking the walk and the yokes in the h yeah so i yeah. can get past you dante <laughs> I can get but, uh before we get into the interview i just want to go over some quick stuff um just inside 580 real quick you guys can add anything you want 580 strongest we got a couple days left we got three days left to sign up it's 20 dollars to sign up it's four events um, we're going to start at 10 a.m., go over rules about 10, 15, 10, 30-ish, start lifting by 11, hopefully only about three hours for the whole show, about 11 to 12. My vision is about 11 to 2 for the actual events, and then 2 o'clock we'll go upstairs, we'll eat, hang out all day, and, and just kind of have a good day. Um, if you are a member and you just want to come support your fellow members, you don't want to compete, you can buy a T-shirt you know, for 20 bucks, you can come down and support. I just need to know before December 1st so we can have all those shirts. I won't have extra ones at the show. So, um, you know, come down, support, even if you're not competing. If you want to compete, get signed up ASAP so we can get all the information out and get this finished up. Um, Battle at the Bridge, June 4th. There's officially only 20 spots left. So get signed up. Strongman Corporation, going to be a great day. Huge plans, gonna be awesome. Sign up, yeah. That's all I gotta say about that. Uh, it's gonna be great. Sign up if you have questions, reach out. Um, and then sign up, then sign up. We got a we filmed an inside strongman Saturday video for our YouTube yesterday. I don't know, Dante, did the footage come out pretty good? Yeah, for the most part. We're still, we're still trying to figure out the audio levels and everything with music and everything, but yeah. overall, this is one of the better behind the scenes kind of things we filmed, I think. Kind yeah. of showcase what exactly like a Strongman Saturday goes down. Everyone doing different things, everyone doing some things. People are all over the gym. You see people having fun, laughing, you know, joking around, but still overall just getting the work done. Yeah. And like you, like you said, Dante, I don't mean to repeat you, but like 
just to be specific, people always, there's a common misconception with strongman Saturday where people think like they have to come and do like our workout or like someone's format. There's no format, dude. If you've just ever wanted to try a log press, just come try a log press or a yoke or a Viking press or axle and anything, man, anything at all. Even if you just want to do an arm day, just come. Yeah. Like, even if you, like, you just want to like pick someone's brain and like, Hey, how do I train for strongman? Just come down and hang out. It is free to anyone Saturdays at 10 a.m. at 580 Barbell. Even if so, you want to, too, like what I did the first month for Strongman Saturdays, like I didn't even do anything. I just went. Right. And I didn't work out. I didn't train. I just wanted to see what it was like. So even if you're a little bit unsure about that, like come down and check it out. Just hang out for the morning and then decide whether you want to do it or not. So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anything else inside 580 Barbell that I uh, missed? Anything like that right now? 580 is going to be a little quiet this week when I'm out there. It is. Don't don't cry too hard. We'll hold we'll hold it down for you. Don't worry. Don't yeah, cry too much. Party. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for the support. I know a lot of people have reached out how they get merchandise for 580 Barbell to represent. So now's your shot with the merch drop. December 11th is the last day to order. If you have any questions, reach out. Um. All our social media, as always, Instagram, 580 Barbell, our Facebook, we've got a page on there. And then what we're trying to grow the most is our YouTube channel. Dante, everyone's been pitching in to really do a great job with that YouTube channel. Our podcast is up there every week. Uh, we're, we're pushing basically weekly videos up there as well. Got some good ideas moving forward. The Strongman Saturday video will be up there this Wednesday, I hope. Yeah, it'll, uh, be, good for as... it'll be good for Wednesday. Awesome, man. But... It's just, it's been so awesome. I've been overwhelmed with the support for 580 Barbell and everything's really starting to trend upwards to how we've envisioned it. We haven't even been open for a year yet. That's the crazy part. So anything, any questions you guys have, reach out, um, you know, and thank you guys all for the support. And unless you guys have anything else, enjoy our interview with uh, Cody Abel. It was a good right. one. Thank you guys. Later. Joining us today. Cody Abel, 80 kilo strongman, second at nationals this year. Super passionate guy about the sport, as Dante just found out. We just probably <laughs> talked for 40 minutes before actually hitting record. But uh, I met, I, I followed being an 80 kilo myself. I followed Cody for a while on social media, uh, got to meet him at nationals this year, and just great dude. Uh, you know, super friendly you know, as most eighties are, but I just want to have them on here talk about, uh, you know, some of the changes coming in Strongman, um, our class specifically, and kind of just see where we fall and, and where he sees us going and, and just kind of introduce himself to it. So, uh, definitely plan to have him on more in the future too, as a friend of the program. So Cody, thank you for joining us. You want to, okay. you want to give a little background on yourself, you know, like how did you get into competing, you know, like who you are as a person, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Cody Abel. I live, uh, outside, I live about five miles outside of DC in Northern Virginia, um, uh, in a little place called false church. Um, I am happily married, uh, to my wife lane. We got two dogs and a cinder block garage gym out back. Um, and I am a uh, professional tattooer. I started tattooing in 2008. Um, and as far as like strongman and stuff goes, I started lifting just in general. I never lifted weights before. I did, a, I did sports until I was maybe 14 and then stopped. But I started lifting weights in 20. 10 or 2011 something like that and then after kind of doing the typical fitness thing of like bodybuilding powerlifting and then like i would drop into crossfit gyms a couple times a month um i officially signed up at a crossfit gym at the beginning at the new year of 2014 and then i made a hard go of it to try and make it to regionals as a crossfitter and at the very end of 2016, um, I, I made a ton of progress, but I, I wasn't enjoying the training to be a good CrossFitter. Um, I still really like CrossFit, 
but the training to be a really good CrossFitter is a little different than people expect. And I, and I wasn't having fun. So I signed up for the 2016 North Carolina strength challenge and went in as a open 175er and competed by myself <laughs> as a lot of 80 kilo dudes can relate to at times. And I just was hooked after that, man. And I have now since uh, been to uh, nationals twice, OSG, World's Strongest Man, three times, the Arnold once, and I'm about to make it to my second Arnold um, in March in about 100 days. Heck yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of just jump into it. There's a bunch yeah. of, there's a bunch of new stuff coming with strongman corporation. Some stuff we kind of know and some stuff's kind of up yep. in the air and just at, not even just strongman corporation. Like in the next couple of years, as this sport hopefully continues to evolve and more stuff like Furman just announced the clash for the eighties, potentially, you know, hinted at yeah. coming next year, stuff like that. Like, where do you see this class being like, couple years from now oh man well i think literally up until a month ago month ish ago the last few months rather i think the 80s were like this niche weight class that um and i say this with acknowledging that the women's classes probably were treated similarly if not worse so i i want to get that out i want to get that out on the forefront that everything that we experienced the women classes have experienced for longer. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just want to get that out there ahead of time. Um, speaking exclusively for our weight class, I think we as a weight class have stepped up monumentally in terms of talent and in terms of just our willingness and ability to go really, really hard. Uh, I think especially at OSG a couple weeks ago in Daytona, um, you had to have a perfect, almost perfect weekend to make it into the top 10. And the guys that made top 10 and then the podium, like there is no, no one got lucky. And I think as a weight class, we have really stepped up, whether it's guys coming in from different sports, CrossFit, weightlifting, powerlifting, or it's dudes um, that got in a couple of years ago and that are just like committed to being an 80 kilo. And for whether it's, genetics or like uh, a sentimental attachment and i think after this year at worlds we have proven that we're not this niche thing that 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 basically these that the corporations or federations have just to make more money like we're a viable talented freak of a weight class yeah. and i want to give a shout out to every i don't care if you've never done osg or you I've only been the nat or what I think anyone that has ever competed as an 80 needs to like be proud of that because it's only going to push us. And I think the next couple of years, I think as far as like, if you I, like the max lifts, like, like what is the best log and deadlift for an 80, those might come up a little bit, but I think what you're going to see is not so much that like those, the like records, which I'm not super I don't get too hung up on records. Right. Um, I think the records are probably going to hold for a while, but what we're going to see is um, someone could have like a 300 pound log and like a 650 non-suited deadlift. And it's like, Oh, well that just means that you're a contender. That doesn't mean you're going to win. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the, the guys like that come in mid pack now could have won these big shows a couple years ago. For so sure. I think we as a weight class have stepped it up. And I think that's only going to grow. You're only going to have to be that much faster, that much stronger, that much adaptable. And I'm, I'm stoked. Um, yeah. It pushes the whole class as a whole. Team. Yeah, man. If someone like hits like heinous hit a 300 log at Nats. And like, I think that kind of just like pushes the barrier. Right. So like, yep. That I, I'm sure, like you two, that was that was an awesome moment. You and Heinous, man, and I, I that was cool. I uh, wish someone had more footage, not of us lifting. And I, this sounds selfish because it was it was me and him at the end. I wish the live feed would have been a little better angled. I would love to see sure. the footage of not me and him lifting, but me and him literally 
talking and supporting one another. Like the last two or three log lifts were just me and him. And after I missed 300, um, or when they gave us the extra rest and stuff, like it was just me and him coaching and supporting one another. And like, I, I wish there was more footage of that, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I kind of live in that moment still. I wish, I wish the the live stream would have been better at nationals this year. That's one thing uh, Rob and Rod hit on when uh, I, I think it's hard to be worse than the live stream was this year. I'll be dead honest. But... Oh, it was, I, I scrolled through the YouTube that night looking for some footage out of curiosity. And I was like, Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, it was. But the one thing I was happy when we had Rob and Rod on, they were talking about their uh, looking at signing a deal for a live stream for like na- re- nationals, regionals, you know, like stuff like that. So the athletes can have a better, you know, not just us, but like people watching at home. Like, well, you know, it's all that is, is free content. Right. Like if that stuff's on YouTube, like it's going to take one video editor, not very long to chop up like U80 2023 nationals class, like bam, here's like a 45 minute video of every, or however long it is, two hours, three hours. But like, that's just free content that they, they're already going to do the event and they're already going to live stream it. So yeah, I actually, actually did that for a show, like trim them up in the different weight classes. And I was the one man army. So it's like, if I can do that, they definitely could do that. Their production. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like my, uh, like my thing about the eighties is like, I was telling all the guys, this was my first time at nationals. I've qualified the last three years, but I just, this was my first time ever going. Yeah. I'm like, you don't realize like 80, like everyone in our class was just so friendly. And it was almost like, like for a while there, we were kind of just like all hanging out. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're like backstage, like just kind of talking. Like yeah. I was trying to ask guys like you and Andrew and uh, Gagnon, like, when I could get your guys here for a second, I would just ask a question just so I could learn I, from guys that have been there. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how friendly and, and awesome this class is. And I think this year having 32 guys at nationals for our class, like that's a, like, I mean, that's a big step for us. 32 guys yes. out of however many qualified. Considering how difficult I would argue it's more difficult to qualify <laughs> at Nash for nationals that in some ways it is to qualify to get to the Arnold in terms of logistics, logistically, it is easier to qualify for the Arnold as an 80 than it is to qualify at nationals for nationals because there's so few of us and most shows are only going to give out one, maybe two invites. Yeah. So it's like, you know, some of us have to hedge our bets. If, if, if us doing a show is more than just doing the show and we want to get a nationals invite, like we have to play the logistics game and it's like, well, and, and this is a separate discussion about whether people should, but yeah, like basically us having to hedge our bets. of like, well, what show already has enough people right. or, or can I be the person that makes it enough and like playing the game of like, well, who signed up? Like it's, it's, it is actually a lot more difficult than people realize from a logistics standpoint for us to make it to nationals. Yeah. And if you wait too long and it's like, you don't get, you, you have a shit day or whatever. It's like, well, it's already may, you know, now I got it. Now it's like, if I want to go to nationals, I have to rush and try to find another show. And, you know, I agree. It's tough. I've only ever been to one show that lightweights had two invites and there was eight of us, I think. Yeah. I was in this just in case, I mean, you're, it sounds like you're busy, but we've been having, so I live about three hours from Virginia beach area. And there's a couple of gyms out there uh, that has shows regularly. And man, the 80 class, there's always like four to four to 10, depending that's on the, awesome. event, which is great. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So be on the lookout. Yeah, that's cool. I need to, I need to fit because my biggest school right now is nationals this year, upcoming year, 2022. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I need to figure out how I'm going to qualify. Cause I want to do beast of the bluegrass. That's a big, that's like a platinum plus, yep. but yep. it's in may. So it's like, I'm betting there's good, really top level lightweights that have done it in the past. So it's like, yeah, I'm, that's yeah. That's, gamble that's go to. Yeah, yeah. That it's like, that's well, a gamble. I, I keep an eye on all that stuff just because, right. um, well, we could chat later and I, yeah. I, I could maybe send my thoughts on like some shows you could jump in on. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, 
So what else is go like what else is going on with the 80s? Like what do you what do you want to talk about? What do you want to promote with I, like this weight I, class? Yeah, man. I just think I think there's a lot. One, I do want to go over some of the just basic history um at some point. Uh, but I think I think a lot of people, and this includes Rob and Rod at Strong Corp, and, and it's not that they're making it up. I, I think that when it comes to the lightweights. And this goes out to everyone, not just Rob and Rob. This goes to OSG. This goes to the, the Strength League Clash people. This goes to Strong Corps. Like, I think they might talk to one or two people <laughs> about what the 80s want, but they aren't talking to the group. Um, and we don't really, as a group, for the most part, none of us really care about the pro card or the pro card system. All we really kind of want is... Um, basically being treated just from like a kind of promotional standpoint and just from access to shows as, as, as be on an equal a footing as we can with everyone else. And to me, like the only thing I don't like about there not being a pro card is I would love if there was uh, an ASM 80 kilo division um, and basically just stuff like that, all the like other shows, like just having us there. Now yeah. I know that that makes it weird because they are pro shows, but I do think the pro system needs to be reevaluated for America. Um, but just like little stuff like that and like strong core promoting the 80 kilo class, like, and I think it's a lot simpler than people. I mean, the eighties need to step up. The guys in the class that want the class to grow and get more promotion, we have to step up in terms of putting ourselves out there. So like posting more training videos and stuff like that. Um, and all Strong Corp can, can do or should do is just reshare that stuff. You know, like right. just like the, like the main CrossFit Instagram, like they do that all the time. Half the stuff they post isn't even generated content. It's like, oh, here's a... Tia Claire Toomey doing this thing. Right. She it's just shared. free content provided. Free content. Them. And it's all out there. I tag Strongman Corporation in every post I do. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's a really easy answer. So I just think, think stuff like that. Um, I think as a weight class, we need to step up in our attendance a little more um, and be prepared to take a couple L's in terms of, yeah, we all do need to sign up for more shows more and not not just play the logistics game. Um, yeah. It is a little more complicated for us because, I mean, other people have to make weight, but I don't think people realize that, like, as an athlete gets smaller, um, the weight cut is more of an issue. You know what I mean? Um, and I think given that we are probably anywhere between five, one and five, nine at best. And we're training, in my opinion, the single most anabolic modality. Um, it's actually a lot harder than people realize for, for some people to make weight, whether that means you're on the other end of the spectrum of like, Oh, I have to build up to being 180, 185 pounds, or you're like me where like I have the genetics of like a hobbit and like, I want to be like little and thick. So yeah. I'm like, not, I'm not always, I'm not on a deficit always, but like I've been on break since OSG and uh, as far as diet and working out for, and not even two weeks, but like Monday, I have to get back on it um, because like my body will, I, I could be up to 220 in a month without issue. You know what I mean? So um, I think we just as a class need to step up more in terms of some of that stuff and just putting ourselves out there. Um, I told I told guys at Nationals this year, I'm like, if we keep showing out at like Nats and, and stuff like that, yeah. like it's going to be undeniable. Like, oh, you know, last year there was 32. This year there's 41. Next year there's yeah. 50. 50 Them, us being, uh, there being 32 of us was great. That was yeah. like a – because that – I don't know if it's the most they've had, but it's the most they've had in a while. I think it was the most they ever had. I went back okay. and I went back and looked at all the spreadsheets I could find, and it was the most ever I ever I ever yeah. saw. We've come close, um, but they, I, we had the Alabama best. had twenty one or something. 
Yeah. 20, 2020. That was COVID though. So that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think we had the least recidivism this year. So like, I think out of everyone that signed up, we only lost a couple people that didn't show up or didn't make weight. Right. So that's great. But what also is goofy and people don't see like Dante, you competed as a heavyweight, but you were 265. So your 265 class only had 12 people. Yeah. And a lot we of them, thir- a lot of the middle we had 32, actually. 80 kilos. We didn't yeah. have, you know, yeah. that's, we're Just all competing against each other. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, okay, 18 of us are competing here. Six of us, like that's 32 of us all going head to head. Yeah. So like the subclasses, I think people like, oh, we had, we had 76 heavyweights. Well, you had 76 heavyweights, but that's spread in three classes. But they yeah. still, they still, yeah, they still combine yeah, them. But it makes makes me look better when they combine them. Though, yeah. but we'll see. <laughs> well, it just makes it, the subclass thing. I'm not against, but it does get very confusing on why to go a subclass. You know, like yeah, I'm still not 100 percent clear on how it works. But I mean, like my buddy Pete won the like 155 or whatever. Oh yeah, thing which I think is all. I love Pete. Pete and I have been competing together since I started, and. That means Pete got an Arnold invite, and that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but the subclass thing is just, and this isn't a criticism. I'm just very confused. How it I works. think it's going. I think it's going away. Yeah, no. If away. I remember correctly, they're basically doing away with it, and they're making like the 200 class its own class, which I think is a very good call. Dude, you have that. That's a because that is such a represented class. Yeah, and like you have guys like CJ Pierce, like yep. I'm. I met him. At, I met him, uh, and he just hit that huge axle like a couple yeah. weeks ago, whatever. Like he's yep. a freak. There's so many freak 200s. Yeah, right? my buddy Andrew. He he got. Um, he was like third or fourth right. at nationals behind CJ. Like he's a fucking freak. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but and it's, it's uh, weird to have 200s to compete against 231s because people don't realize like a lot of those middleweights. If you look at them, dude, they're cutting from 265 270. There, you know, there's there's some thick one. There's some huge 105s. Yeah. So it's I, I would and that and 200 I think warrants its own class because it's a very yeah. representative. I also feel like we as the 80s need to start building more of like a connection to the the under 200s because like they're bigger than us, but like in my opinion, we have to train very similarly. Yeah. Um, Whereas I think once you start getting to the 105 range, that's when things have to start changing Yeah. Um, in terms of approach and whatnot. Right. Um, but us building like kind of like how the 105s and the opens have this real symbiotic relationship. Now we need to build that with the, yeah. the 200 class. Well, like that's kind of, I, that's kind of what I was, what I was getting at. And I want to rewind a little bit. Cause you mentioned like America's strongest man, like, and they talk about their plans to make that a big pro-am show. Yeah. So like, if you're making a big pro-am show, why not have the eighties? Like yes. that's, and I, I told Rob that on the show and they said, Hey, if it makes sense, we'll do it. Like if, if you present something that makes sense, we'll do it. And yeah, like, we can draft an email today, dude. I, I can tell you right now, like we can get money behind us. Like I'm, I'm well, serious. I mean, also like, even if they, even if we laid out really simple criteria for how they could establish who gets invited or whatever, or who can register, like they can limit it to like, say 10 to 12. And like, yeah. honestly, man, that's just going to be more money for them. That's 10 right. to 12 100%. registrations because we're not pros. Um, and kind of, in my opinion, leads into some of the stuff I wanted to talk about as a weight class of like what we have to offer just in terms of literally the benefit of having lightweights at a show. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I mean, well, if you guys wanted, if you guys did want to approach them and needed me to have, get some input, like I would love yeah. to be in on that because that, oh, is, yeah. having an 80 kilo division at ASM, I, I I'm one of those people I have, I'm like sort of oppositionally motivated. So like, if someone's like, no, you can't have that. You can't do that. I'm like, right. That's how I am. I'm, I'm just, I've you always know, been like, or and, and it's just FOMO to be honest. ASM is a very well-respected show. And me, like, I, I want to be a part, whether I win or come in fucking last, I want to, I want to be a part of it. 
I want to be at the Arnold. I want to be at Worlds. I want to compete at ASM because I want to be a part of it. I want to have that memory. You know what I mean? So, and like like, my thing with the pro card, like we're you you mentioned, like there's no pro. So like people that are listening, 80s are the only class at nationals that don't have a pro card. Yeah, and so. I, I truthfully, like you said, you don't think a lot of 80s give a shit. And I don't, I don't, I really don't care. The yeah. only thing, because to me, and I'm not saying this to offend anyone that has a pro card. No, it doesn't mean anything. Like if it, it, besides America's strongest man, I don't really think it means anything for Americans. So yeah. like my, thing, a, is, okay, ahead, my thing is, okay, Cody, you, you came in second in nationals. Okay. So you get a pro card this year, say top three, you get a pro card. Now, what does that do for you? Uh, in you can, the current system, it means that I am limited to, I, I was talking to my friend, Monica, she's a pro. And I was, I asked her, I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> right. Cause I want a clarification from an athlete, not an establishment. And once you get your pro card, you're limited to a certain number of shows uh, that invite you or you ask to do that may or may not have prize money um to my knowledge they you don't have to register you don't have to pay registration and i think they cover hotel and lodging to an extent um but it basically means you're only allowed to do a few shows um and those shows are getting like fewer and fewer and that's that is the complaint is that the pro card system is that there is a lack of the system in place right and it's like yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree completely. And it's, yeah, it, and like know. luckily for us as '80s, well, actually, kind of as a whole sport, OSG in a lot of ways negates the point of a pro card system because um, up until 2017, the first year of official strongman games, um, for the 80 kilo weight class, the world title was the Arnold. Um, and whoever won the Arnold was considered the world champion. I mean, you definitely could argue that like whoever wins the Arnold, it's, it's just like the, uh, with the open men, like most likely the person that wins the Arnold is probably going to do really well at OSG. Um, so, but I think OSG being the official owner and distributor of the world's strongest man at 80 at 90 world's strongest woman at 82 and 73, I think them stepping up kind of shows that like, unless we reevaluate the pro card system, it doesn't really hold a candle to the fact that I don't, one, I don't even have to be a member of a federation to do OSG. I have to, depending on how I qualify. Um, So I can do an online qualifier, pay $10 and then boom, if I qualify, I qualify. Uh, You know what I mean? Uh, I know they're doing some actual in-person shows, but most people opt for the online qualifier because they don't have to make weight um, and they don't have to leave home. It's very simple. Yeah. I see. I truthfully, like, I love that system that OSG does and I hope they don't get away from it this year. I think I they've think- had so much success with it and there's so many people that qualify through it that we're going to see it coming. It's going to be around at least another two to four years. Guaranteed. I, I, I really just, hope so. Yeah. Cause it like, makes it, it makes it attainable for everyone to try. Yes. That's what I like about it. You don't and have to travel. Have you don't have a minimum to. of maybe five shows in the continental U S a year that qualify you for OSG. I think the, the online format's too viable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What did you think about going last at the at nationals this year? Like going, what did you, what did you feel about that? The logistics? Yeah. Yeah. I- just very confused oh i was like (laughs) yeah i was i remember like ask i think i might have asked you or andrew or i asked someone i was like do we usually go last and you were like hell no like no we we historically every show i've ever done no matter who we're always the first men on the field after the women and this kind of goes into what i'm going to go into in a moment of like we set the pace the 80 kilos because we're the first on the field, we literally set the, set the bar. Um, I think, you know, people could argue against that and I'm open to it, but the fact is we literally are the first guys on the field mostly. So we set the standard for what you can, what you should expect as far as us going last at nationals, I guess I just still don't understand why they did that. Um, yeah, 
Uh, to me, it's easier to add weight than take it off. Yeah. And well, then, what was it? Day two, we went like, it just bound. It was just very weird. Well, like, um, my thing was like, I mean, and I get like strongman. Like one thing about strongman that I kind of disagree with is that it's, it's always been a, and you tell me how you feel about this, but it's always been like, Oh, it's badass. You don't have to warm up. Like, you know, we just pick up a rock. I think there's a level of that that is very stupid. Like, you yeah, have I- top level guys at nationals, the guys that are supposed to be the top level, and you're like, hey, you have to do this yoke completely cold. Like, you don't even yeah. get to touch the yoke. Like, to me, that's stupid. Like, if that's yes. strongman, to me, I think that's a dumb part of strongman. That, that I would argue is more of a training mindset that has it has its utility at times but for a national run event nationally national level event that you want people performing as well as they can given the task that you have burdened them with like there needs to be some type of warm-up situation and it doesn't need much i just did osg and there was like 300 athletes we had two logs two yokes couple of sandbags, like we had the bare minimum, but that's all it took. We figured it out. Like it was a little chaotic, but it, it literally just took us like who's in what class let's line up in order. Like it was, it was very manageable, all things considered, yeah. but no, like, I mean, uh, I'm biased because sometimes stuff like that plays into my favor because I actually spend so much time warming up and cooling down. And I do so much like weird primer stuff throughout the year that i'm i i can usually rock without that but just in terms of an event that's that's not ideal that's how it is at the arnold we all warm up together on the field and then we literally all go stand behind the bleachers for sometimes upwards of 75 minutes yeah um i think i think yeah yeah no I, I, I just think like you're doing a show and you call it nationals. I think that should mean something. And I think when you get there, it should be like, okay, we have enough implements for everyone to warm up. We're going to logistically yeah. have the eighties warm up. Then, you know, then the, the two hundreds and two thirty ones and like the way us going last, I thought made zero sense because if you think about it, you have all the heavy dudes that lift, they're, they're lifting a lot more than us on a log. You know, you saw sometimes, sometimes yeah, right, right. The to- I'm talking the top guy. No, yeah. So, like, you have guys warming up, you know, above 300 pounds on a log. And then for us, it's like we're standing there, like, you know, and it's like we're kind of just an afterthought there. So I didn't – yeah, I didn't really – I didn't really like it. You know, That, that also, I think, we as a weight class need to step up a bit, which I think we did at OSG in the back. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's, like, freaking out about warming up. And it's like – it actually took me, Nate, Green, and some other dudes of like, hey, hey, how about we line up in order of our class? And that'll just make us that much smoother. Right. And like, even if we had to strip off weight, like that actually, like, so like we had all the like middleweight and open women get in front of us. And then the masters got behind us. And like, so I think in terms of the back area, that unless Strong Corp gets like a flow master, which I don't think they, they might, I don't know. I just don't think it's like, I don't think it's like rocket science. It's like, have a a freaking log for the eighties, have a log for the middleweights and have a log for the heavyweights. And you line up. Even I don't even think we need one for each class. Like if all we had was two, but there was a flow master in the back, like kind of like Monica was doing at, you know, like eighties wrangle up. All right. we would need is someone else with a clipboard of like, hey, guys, we're going to line up in order of your class. And if we need to strip weight off, that's fine, because now we're in an order that makes sense. Right. Um, yeah. I, like, I, I don't want to hang on it too much because I get it. Nah. But like, but like, yeah, it was just it was a thought I wanted to ask you. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I remember like coming what was the next to last event the bag or the deadlift wheelbarrow on day one or day Day two it was the wheelbarrow run was the second to last run i just remember i think i was going out to do my wheelbarrow run and i saw all the heavies hitting the heavy the empty yoke and i was like i remember walking out there and i looked at my coach and i said i'm not going to get to warm up for yoke am i and he goes doesn't matter just do the wheelbarrow and then i came back in and he was like 
you're not going to get a warm up on yoke. Yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah. I remember I walked out to try the wheelbarrow run, like my warm up. And as I was walking out to get in line, they said, no more, no more attempts. So I didn't touch the wheelbarrow. I think the, I touched it literally once. Yeah. I was fortunate that we have it at the gym. So like yeah, I was yeah. familiar with the wheelbarrow at least, and I had done runs with it. Yeah. Um, but then I remember walking out from our heat from the wheelbarrow, we just got finished and walking past them, bringing out the yokes to the floor. And they yeah. were like, yeah, we, we have to go. So it's like yeah. the last two events, like a six ten wheelbarrow and a six ten yoke or whatever it was and not touching either. It's like, damn. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Better. You're going to need two C4s for that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, what else? So, I definitely want to have you back on to keep, keep talking about this, keep pushing it, maybe have like, I know we talked offline about having like Andrew on here, some other, yeah. I want, like highlight, you know, whoever in the eighties that wants to come on and help grow it. Yeah. Um, what else you have anything else you want to like promote push while you're on here right now? Yeah, first uh, I mean, I just want to promote um, the weight class. Like, I mean, we're, we, we've only had, like the weight class started somewhere around 2010 and then 2013 was our first year at the Arnold. Um, we have had some exceptional athletes come out of the weight class. Um, Devin Reese, like still just killing it. He's won multiple different weight class titles. Now um, uh, the 2014 Arnold, they did some weird stuff and they allowed, they basically did the class as 185 instead of 175. And so 200s dropped and Zach Hatch competed at it. He went on to win the Arnold Amateur Pro and is like a big deal. Um, but um, yeah, I just want to promote the class. I want to promote like the vibe that I think is building. And I want anybody that specifically if you're an 80 or a 90, I mean, if you're big, if you're a bigger guy and you think I can help, I'm down. But my my emotional investment in the, in the sport is a hundred percent rooted in the 80 kilo weight class. Like I, I watched world strongest man as a kid a little bit, but that's not what got me into this. What got me into this. And this is the truth. Um, and this is going to sound cheesy because some of these guys are still in the weight class and they still compete and are bad motherfuckers. But like what got me into 80 kilo strong man and wanted me to switch from CrossFit was old Rob Orlando videos. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Yes, I know. Who um, is. And then no lie, like that second or third Arnold of the eighties of like Richie Stout, Pat Costelli, John Adams, like um, Kale Beck, like that's what made me get into Strongman. And I think that if we just keep doing what we're doing as a class in terms of one, our performance metrics and just honestly, man, like we're, we're lively. Like we're a bunch of fucking firecrackers. Like when we do well, we celebrate because one, I think as an 80, especially if you're a highly motivated 80 kilo athlete, there's a little bit of a chip on your shoulder because we don't often, we don't get to train with other eighties very often. So what that means is we're training alone and we're also training um, with bigger athletes. So we have to like really push ourselves to keep up with bigger dudes. Right. Look so at that fat show up there in the corner. That's who I train with. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, yeah. I don't have any sponsors or anything. So, but if, if anybody's out there and they, they have maybe dabbled in strong man and they think they want to give 80 or 90 a shot, please let me know. Um, I, 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 I mean, I'm very much, my time is heavily invested in trying to be the greatest 80 Dude, kilo I, I can be. I don't mean to cut you off, but I can, uh, I can kind of uh, just speak for that because when I started talking to you on Instagram, you're a fucking, like you, you don't stop. Like you're all go with ideas. Like you're, you're just full tilt, full time. Like this yeah. is what we can do for the eighties. This is what we can do. I'm like, I look at my phone after taking a piss and I have like seven messages and it's like, 18 paragraphs i'm like i'm sorry i love it no i like it because that's how i think too like i just i just type everything out at once and like yeah dude we should we should try to have like you mentioned not having 80s get together a lot we should try to have a meetup like at if if 
I can throw up like a banger at 580 barbell and we all like you have right. some roots up here in Pittsburgh. Heinous isn't that incredibly far. Like I know a bunch of guys like kind of like around within like a four hour window and yeah. have a day where like 15, 20 of us can get together, dude. That yeah. And it's not even a show. It's literally just a bunch of us hanging out and like, just, all right, let's just, uh, let's everybody do farmers until we all tap out. Like, yeah, all right, dude, now let's do, you know what I mean? I will throw a banger if we can, if we can get like, we, if we can like pick a date and get everyone together. I mean, I'll be, be honest, so dude, I was talking to heinous and Ross Rimmelard last night and this morning about that very thing. So like, again, th this is going to be the type of stuff. Sadly, the issue is with this type of stuff. One, if it'll foster community, but if we wanted to push the weight class, we have to document this stuff. Yeah. Somebody's got to be there taking photos, videos. That's my videographer up there, man. Oh, okay. Well, he videos. We just started. Yeah. We just started kicking off our YouTube channel. Like we're trying to, because there's not really a lot of like strongman content out there. Like there's like you know, um, uh, Alan Thrall obviously does it, but like, yeah. and like there's some other guys like Joey Satsmary, but and there's definitely I don't think like the ins and outs of strongman. Like we just filmed yesterday, like our strongman Saturday at the gym, just to show people what it's like. And yeah. we're just, we're, we're just trying to push weekly content, like obviously with the podcast and stuff too, but um, yeah. yeah, dude, we'll document whatever, get yeah. a, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, push it. So maybe we'll talk offline and maybe get like some dates thrown out there and just start like messaging everyone and blowing them up and like, dude, come down for this and yeah. just have a day. Yeah. But no, uh, I think that's super, super good. And then what was, so you, 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 what is, what is the proposed layout for the strongman corp season in 2023? Good question. So I, everything's as cut now. <laughs> yeah, as of right now, I believe it will be local show. That's a qualifier state regional nationals. Okay. So that's, that's how it'll be four shows. And the reason for that, which I understand. Um, uh, so I understand pros and cons for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the pro is you're getting the top 10 guys. Their goal is to only have 80 people at nationals. Yeah. At strongman corp nationals, which yep. I, which I somewhat agree. You say you used to, you tried CrossFit when you first got into strength training, right? And you realize yeah. how freaking hard it is even just to get to regionals. Yeah. So that's if they, if we truthfully want strongman to grow and be a, brand and everyone knows what strongman is you have to make it the top level guys only at national so it means something yeah there's a it, lot of if i if i'm cutting you off tell no me. no no you're but, good so like this the proposed layout i am not against it all the only the, the the issue is is whether the end of it like national it, it's all dependent on several things one of which is if what is the payoff and i don't necessarily mean prize money but what is the payoff of being a national title winner? Right. You know what I mean? So if we have to extensively compete twice as much, and honestly, what they're also doing, which I don't know if it's the point, but what they're also doing is sort of monopolizing your season. You know what I mean? So right. if I have to do four shows a year to win my national title, that's okay. Like that's just sports, but that's one show at minimum a quarter and then at the end of that season, I have to, I have to extensively be the strongest I've ever been um, on top of the other three previous shows. What is the payoff and what do I get from winning or podium at nationals? Right. Um, and I think, I think it comes down to execution. Yes. Like it, it has to be executed properly because like, I think nationals will look cooler. It'll be better ran. It'll be everything you expect a nationals to be if there's only 10 lightweights there and yes. there's only but it has to be executed and well, I, you have, if there's only going to be 10 to say we'll say depending on the class we'll say 10 to 15 a weight class right what that then means is all the resources that you normally would have for say three to four hundred athletes need to it doesn't need to shrink it needs right. to stay the same, but it's put into those 80 or so athletes. And I, um, I, I think it will be. And I think what you will, if they execute it probably, I think regionals will be more like what nationals is now. Yeah. And I think, I think, I even think it's cool to see like, okay, we're in Pennsylvania. Like, I think it's cool to actually say you're Pennsylvania's strongest man. 
and like have, need something. Like I think having the state titles actually like because right now it's like, dude, if I go enough, if I would have won Pennsylvania's strongest man, but Andrew Hainis wasn't there and he lives in PA, am I Pennsylvania's strongest man? Like, well, I mean that that comes into question a lot of like that's that's like um you know like when people were giving Tommy Lavelle shit on his on when he won in 2019, but Nate Green didn't couldn't make it because he had it. Well, you have to do it. So yeah. But, so I but like I do understand what you mean. Like you have to make. I'm not saying like if I sh- in the new format if I show up and I win and I just beat who was there, then I'm the Pennsylvania strongest man in yes. my opinion. Yeah. But the point I'm making, and I understand what you're saying, it's to make pen, make the state championships mean something. Yeah, so that you do get the best people coming. Right. And then yeah. you go to regionals, and, like, I have no idea how they'll break up regionals. Like, I don't know if, like, because, yeah, that'll be tough. But um, like, I think I it's going to be on how many organizers they can get. Yeah. And I, that's the crazy part about Strongman, dude. I think there's so many people that will just volunteer. Like, it's nuts. Yeah, I don't know. Nuts. I I hope, yeah, but that's kind of so that's the new proposed layout from what for current. Yeah, I, um, again, I think it can work, but again, it's all about execution and what we get out of it. Like four shows a year, that's that's a tall order. So like, to me, that means in some ways that the local shows they actually can't be that heavy. Um, which again, I don't have a problem with like, I mean, I don't know. And I also get, I get confused. How do you, my question is how do you define a local show now? Fair. Is beast of the bluegrass a local show? No. Right. Like that's a big, currently that's a local show. Yeah. By definition. I mean, it's a platinum plus, but it's still, it's just, it's, it's so it comes down. I think it's going to take a couple years. I no, it's going to take a minute. It's, it's again, over. it's if they have to make it worth it, if they are, because like, again, if you're helping, if your goal is nationals and to like try and win a national title, and then we won't even get into like if there's an Arnold invite after that or what the relationship with the Arnold's going to be. But dude, that's four shows a year. And I don't care if you, yeah, I don't care if you weigh 176 pounds after Thanksgiving dinner. Four shows a year, four times making weight, four times, at least a couple times of hotels and travel. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and they just have to make it worth it. And what that means is at a national level, there's going to have to be some sort of prize money. Has to be. Full stop. Like, I think from the state, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. I think from the state up, there needs to be prize money. If you I, win, I mean, if you win yeah. Virginia's Strongest Man 80, you should get 500 bucks at least. Hey, that's enough. And that's the thing. But, like that's it. Like it wouldn't take much. Like I, I think, I think like, okay, Cody Abel. Okay. He wins a local show, whatever that you just get a pat on the back. You want a local show. Like that's, that's the bare minimum. Then you go to, you win Virginia strongest man, 500 bucks. Okay. And then you go and regionals for, I don't know what region you'd be in, say Northeast. I don't know. Say yeah, you're or whatever yeah say you're in the mid-atlantic we're at the mid-atlantic regionals okay and you the podium for for um that region the top three go to nationals okay first place gets 1500 second place gets a thousand third place gets 500 and that helps and that's all your money for nationals right there yeah i I think that's how it should be laid out like if you're gonna make it a high class system and you're gonna expect someone to compete that wants to be a national champion four times a year you have to at least like you said you have to make something worth it and like yeah i i think it can definitely be done like i can be done done. and i think also just simple stuff like for nationals if they're going to go this route nationals needs to be documented as a spectacle so like i know this sounds petty but as someone that's in, I'm not trying to make a living being a strong man. Not at all. I love right. my job. I love my life. Being a, being an actual full-time athlete is something I actually probably would hate. Having said that, like, I also want to feel like I'm getting something out of this. And I don't mean financial. The fact that like, there was, I think three to four photographers at nationals, and I've seen them post 10 photos from nationals 
is abhorrent to me. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like attention to detail. It's little detail stuff that I think that I really hope. And I, I will do anything I can to help rod and rod. And that's the little stuff I hope. Yes. And I will say me competing at nationals at a national level. If I've got document, like if I've got high quality photos of me competing in a high level, you know what that is? That's just free content for me to use to promote the sport. And I know that sounds really fickle and petty, but it's so, but it pays off huge dividends. Right. Like I just look at it from like my perspective as like a gym owner, right? Yeah. Like Dante goes on and he shares like a log press PR. I just, that's such easy. I'm lucky in the sense for 580, like we have so many people that do strongman and and just, just lift weights in general and they share their content. So like, two hours every night, all I'm doing is I'm on Instagram, sharing, 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 sharing. It makes my life easy and it's free content for me. Like our Instagram stories always has like five, six posts for the most part throughout the week. Yeah. We have strong guys sharing stuff like Frawley. One of our guys just hit a 750 deadlift and he posts it. And like, I share that. It's just, it's so I understand what you're saying with that content stuff. Yeah. And one more thing I want to say, like, I'll let me hop on the other side and 100% uh, defend Strongman Corporation because one thing I've heard um, is one criticism I've heard of the news that hasn't really been news yet, but kind of is like, it's confusing, but it's, well, they're, they're, they are, how do I want to word this? They're trying to eliminate or they're kind of just shaking off the local novice guys. I don't think so at all because if you're a low, if, if your goal, like, I'm not even saying like skill wise, if you're just do this as a hobby at, at its truest form and you just say, Hey man, I just want to do two local shows a year and yeah. that's it. Nothing changes for you. Nope. Nothing changes for you. You just, yeah. do, you just do those two local shows. Right. Yep. So in my opinion, like that criticism isn't fair. I think yeah. they're doing everything from the top down. Sure. The price is going to increase. Yeah. They're telling you, they're telling you 14 months in advance, hey guys, a price increase is coming. But if they it goes back to that word we've been using execution. Yeah. If they execute it correctly and this app works out well, I was just gonna if that benefits a novice guy. Yes, because that doesn't so, benefit. Yeah. The the there was another podcast that Rob just did, uh, the thick, strong, and awkward one, and they had Nadia Stowers on. And they were talking about that and about, they were talking about like, well, the app isn't very helpful for top athletes because we have coaches, which is super valid. Everyone who's a top athlete is, has a coach of some kind. Um, if they're not, they're stupid, but, um, Agreed. but like all the other people, like we talk about that put, that actually push the sport, they actually don't have coaches. And, can, and yeah, the like, idea of you signing up for strongman corporation and getting an app that has a program on it is a really good idea because, dude, I, I, I don't post on Starting Strongman a lot. Startingstrongman.com. Uh, Kale Beck, shout out. Um, there's so many people that post on there that, like, I just signed up for a show in two months. What's what's a dude, program it's, I can Dude, follow? it's like five posts a day. A day. So, like, if a guy that joins or is a member of my gym and he signs up for Battle at the Bridge. And he's like, Hey, what should I do? And he can just go, but he's like, you know, he doesn't want to pay for a coach. I get it. Yeah. Like, you know, he's doing, he's already investing money to do it. I and mean, he can just go in and get like, okay, here's Bobby Thompson's 10 week program to a show. And he can just yeah. click it and follow it. Like that's yeah. awesome. And another benefit that I don't think is getting talked about enough to defend them is the health insurance thing. I think that's kind of cool. Like, so that is huge because that has been a crit. So like, I, I never had health insurance until 2019 since 2005. <laughs> right. Um, but I remember my wife has always brought that up because my, my wife is like very, my wife is like, my wife's like a mastermind. Like she like is very uh, thoughtful and like thinks about a lot of key details that, that I don't probably because I'm an idiot, but she talks about that a lot. Like, Hey man, like you guys not having accidental insurance for this event is like, really troublesome like even though we our household we have health insurance like that really sucks (laughs) yeah and they don't talk about like rod said on the pod like he it will be for in training for a show and at the show for like yeah and the number he threw was like minimum like that it would cost it was like under ten dollars a month like 
That is huge. Cause you know how like you put your body at risk of doing this. And like a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to have health insurance, like unfortunately. Yeah. So, so it gives you the option to do it. So I think that's another cool thing. So I think, again, I think, I think we'll see in the next year or so. Yeah. And I I'm really rooting for him. And I think people in strongman, like I hate to see the division. Like I hate that. And I think people hate change. And I'm just like, dude, give it a chance. And like, the thing that has become apparent to me, and I'm not thinking about one person in in uh, in particular, but just so many, so much negative comments and stuff and doubt. It's like everyone wants to see strongman change for the better until it minorly inconveniences them. Yeah, like I'll be honest, strongman corp having four shows a year to get to nationals is the exact opposite of what I personally would want to do. However. I understand that if it's executed the way they want to do it, it is going to grow the sport. And all that means is if I want to go this route, like that, I just got to adapt. You know what I mean? I, right. I, I, I'm still like, uh, I don't want to say skeptical, critical. I, I'm just, what I, there's a lot going on in the sport right now. A lot of people, because the sport is at this all time high um, in terms of like just people getting in, like there's a lot of people trying to do a lot of stuff. And I hope that all actually, I, I, I don't want, this isn't me like putting my eggs in the strongman corp or the OSG or even the strength lead basket. I want all of them to keep doing it. Right. I want to be overwhelmed with opportunity that, you know what, that's what it is. That's what the 80 kilos just want. I think we just want more opportunity to do what we want to do. And I think like, there's way too much personal stuff going on behind the scenes. I think a lot of people have a lot of like kind of like issues with each other, which, Hey, yeah, I don't like a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. But I think there is some people conflating personal issues with trying to grow the sport. And I want, as far as I'm concerned, everyone that has an 80 kilo weight class, I want all of them to do well. Right. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that all three of them doing well is going to negate each other. I do think they might need to like try to coordinate whether it's literally just like, Oh, this event's already planned for November. Let's bump ours to September. Like, so that way you can try and retain and not divide. Um, that is complicated and people are going to have to pick and choose, but dude, like me and you met plenty of guys at nationals that like, were like, Hey man, like, I'm going to do my couple of year and have fun and that's it. Right. Um, so. Yeah. I think a good athlete, like if you want to be a really good athlete, you'll adapt to like the new stuff. You have that's, to. That, that's the absolute bottom line. Yeah. But yeah, dude, we'll, we'll pick it up on part two of the lightweight podcast and fucking yeah. and, and keep it rolling. But yeah, man, I, I appreciate you coming on and, uh, and we'll, we'll continue the, the conversation for uh, our class and, you know, specifically and, and strongman in general. And yeah, uh, we'll come on anytime, man. And we'll probably do it again within the next couple of weeks. No, I love it. Love, love it. Love, uh, love that we met, love that uh, we're keeping the dialogue going. Um, definitely. Yeah, man. Stoked. You guys are really doing the work. It seems like from like a really good, genuine, um, corner of motivation and i think that that more than anything is what's going to make this stuff work is having just a genuine motivation to just do good um and i think you guys are doing it so if there's anything i can do uh, uh to help let me know I'll, I'll, you know i have a very busy life but i'm i'm trying to like rearrange some things so that like I can have a little more flexibility to not just compete in the sport, but be within the sport. Um, I think that's what nationals and OSG showed me that um, even if I get everything I want from a competitive standpoint over the next couple of years, um, as a person, I need to have a little more fulfillment by helping others and just being a part of something. So For sure. So yeah. make sure you guys go and follow uh, Cody strongest underscore tattooer on Instagram. Is there anywhere else, Cody, right now? Yeah, man. Uh, you can always follow my work account. If you guys uh, want to get tattooed, it's Cody Abel, Cody underscore Abel. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I tattoo a lot of strongman athletes. And if, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to come in town and 
hit a hit a session and then get tattooed later that day that is definitely i've done that many times um check out my shop tattoo paradise um yeah we just had our 20 year anniversary uh in dc um shout out to uh my gym tyson's playground shout out to my nutritionist emily and black iron nutrition uh, my coach um i don't know if you got to meet him josh at nationals but uh, my coach, Will Hall, uh, I don't even like calling him my coach. He's yeah, no, I didn't get to meet him. He's, uh, like, uh, my really good friend. Yeah. So yeah, man. And then everybody check out all the, all the other lightweights, uh, Andrew Hainis, Ross Rimmelard, Nate Green, Tommy Lavelle. Um, God, there's so many of us, uh, yeah. Nick Gagnon, uh, Raph, like just, just go down the OSG and the nationals list and just follow everybody on Instagram. Um, watching a bunch of like, 180 to 190 pound dudes deadlifting and pressing a shit ton of weight is always, I think, cool to watch. So, absolutely. Well, thank you, man. Till next yeah, time. No problem, brother. Thanks. See you guys. Yep.